Oh, good evening. Good evening. Zuckerly here. Next on Channel 5. Welcome to episode 8, Halloween Show 2019. This is a more relaxed, mostly unedited conversation where the boys talk about what scared them growing up. So this is our loosey-goosey Halloween show. We should introduce ourselves. Is this the... Everybody see, Everybody has a... They record the opening like once and then they use it every time. Okay. Are we ever going to do that? No. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> so this is going to be episode 8. This is episode 8. It's our... Uh... Halloween special 2019. We were going to do... We had plans. Right. But... Fuck it. Yeah, we were going to talk about a couple of movies that we thought you should watch for Halloween. It but did, you couldn't find them anyway, probably. One's on YouTube, right? Yeah. Wait, they're both on... Is, no, Crash is not on YouTube. I don't think Crash is on so YouTube. So we we're going to talk about Crash in depth. We mentioned <laughs> it in our last episode. I was surprised it got... I didn't realize... I didn't remember we discussed Crash. See, I hadn't seen Crash. No. I believe we discussed it... What is Crash? <laughs> and you, you told me what it was, and then I watched it. It was pretty great. And then uh, we were going to talk about that. We were going to talk about the Spider Labyrinth. Right, which I finally saw. I, did, I thought I I'd had, seen it, and I hadn't. That was a complete out of nowhere that we came upon, and I loved it. Yes. But we're gonna, we'll yeah. talk about it. Well, that's time. your homework. Go out and watch those two films. Yeah, watch those two films and come back. We'll wait. Uh. And then we just... We wanted to have a Halloween episode. Oh, by the way, I'm Evan. Oh, I'm Paul. And this is Tatham about the, our podcast that we don't do right. <laughs> we always fuck up the intro because it's like, you know, it's like, I feel like when you're a little kid and you have your tape, when you're our age, you had your tape recorder and you're like, let's pretend to be a DJ or a newscaster or pretend to be like, you know, a sportscaster. And as a kid, you're not embarrassed. But I am now mm. when I do the intro stuff. Because it sounds like you're pretending to be a pro. That now, it's, here's Ralph. What was that? Who's that? Who the guy who used to talk after the Mets games? Ralph Klein? No, Ralph. Whatever. It was like the cheapest looking. After a Mets game, they'd, have, they'd always talk to him and they'd be really depressed if they lost. It was hilarious. Anyway, it looked like the Uncle Floyd show, but it was Channel 9. Ralph Kiner. Brian's probably screaming. Ralph Kiner, you fucking idiot. Ralph How is Kiner. he hearing that? Well, in the future, <laughs> oh. he's yelling at me in the past. Right. Everything's a... So, it's so a what, flow of time. So what did we decide to do, Evan? Well, you had an idea, so why don't you tell us? Well, I thought, why don't Paul? we talk about... <laughs> <laughs> why don't we talk about some of the movies and things that scared the shit out of us when we were kids? And this has to be literal scared the shit out. Feces must have left the house. Or what, this is terrible. The house. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, here's one of the things, and, and we've touched on this, I think, in the first episode, but that was so long ago. I yeah. don't remember, and I don't want to go back and listen to it again. I don't. I don't. First episode scares me, so <laughs> that scares the shit out of me. I made a list of things. I, I have a. Well, here's one of the things we did. Right. I, uh, I put together a playlist of um, some TV spots and trailers. That actually did scare us when we watched them as kids. And, uh... 
Sneeze button. <laughs> Hit the sneeze switch. <laughs> and you said, don't edit this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we could, you know, it's possible. You have to get it done. Yeah, Paul does, all, this is one thing I want to talk Paul does all the editing and, 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 and putting the episodes together. And anyone who's ever listened to an interview with me, especially, you know how hard this is. This is extra money he should be getting. Because we talked... Well, extra money? Yeah, well, that's the joke. There's no money. It's kind of like, I want to get into everything that can kill me financially. I want comics, podcasting, I think next Amway. week... Amway? Uh, yeah, I think I think we're gonna, spinning top competitions. Oh, that's coming back. Uh, uh, professional jacks. I'm trying to get that going. And the yo-yo museum. The Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Smothers yo-yo museum. <laughs> but... How many hours did we talk about John Carpenter? Uh, well, it was two occasions. Yeah. Total, a little less than nine hours. Nine hours. And you whittled those down to uh, two and a half, maybe? Not even two, two hours and... That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, so that's another thing we can talk about, is that we're thinking of doing something with the... You, we were talking about doing something with the odds and ends, since there's like hours. We've got enough for like 12 more episodes if we wanted to dump everything. But we're probably going to do something with it. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. this, in the last episode, we talked about the thing. We didn't have room, didn't work to put what we... We do think the thing has a flawed ending as far as the beats, but it got off. So you cut that. Right. And, and we also, also ended up watching part, watching exactly. director's cut stuff because I didn't know that there was footage of the end of the thing, which was really interesting because I'm, I'm sitting here going, well, the end should have been bigger. And you go, hold on. And turns out they cut the end. So yeah, we're gonna. So anyway, the there's there's a lot of editing going on. So we were saying, let's not edit this one. Let's just put it out there. Fuck, <laughs> that's probably a bad idea, especially with if I'm sneezing <laughs> and saying things like feces out of the house, which makes no fucking sense. And I ate I ate today. I can't blame like low blood sugar. No, that's good. So we're just gonna talk about stuff that scared us, right? Um, as children, as children, um, especially. One of the things I realized is. I'm a man in my 50s. I grew up in the New York City area, Staten Island. Same here. And I realized... What, you think that's so big? Plenty of people have done that. I was born like many other people in Brooklyn. One of the things I realized was I saw a lot of things that scared me because I stayed up late watching Benny Hill. Yeah, yeah. And and Dave Allen. Kenny Everett video show. Well, no, that was over on four, so you didn't... But yeah... I'm an ins- you and I have trouble sleeping. Yes. I've had I've been an insomniac and a late night person my whole life. My mother may have gotten me into the late hour. I mean, she stayed up very, My mother very late. definitely did. Yeah. My mother was up either working or she was out and she would leave us on going on dates uh, and I'd be up watching a lot of syndicated television. I think WWE was on Friday on 9 and while you were watching Channel Five, but especially Channel Nine and Eleven. If you're in the tri-state New York area, you know what we're talking about. And we hear from a lot of people that their area, you know, their yeah. Pennsylvania, certain hubs of television. We had it really good. Sarah, my wife, she wish they had like almost no television. They were in Gainesville, Florida. Okay. And until they got TBS, all they had was like PBS Channel Thirteen, our Channel Thirteen, and ABC, oh. which was our Channel Seven. So. She doesn't know. She doesn't know most of the things that we grew up watching. So I'm always having to go. You didn't, you know, first ten years of a relationship. You don't know about Jason of Star Command, dumb shit. You know, right. 
But we had, we, we were obviously a big hub for advertising. We had a lot of theaters and the cheaper stations, the syndicated stations got all the bizarre commercials. Right. And, and yeah, watching Benny Hill. Well, I would say Channel 11, you'd go Odd Couple, Honeymooners. You know, like you could tell the time. Everybody in New York could tell the time by the shows. And then you would stay up until you finally hit. You bet your life with Groucho Marx at like four in the morning oh. and Life of Riley with it, William Bendix. You gave up Jimmy when it was Life of Riley. And then you knew, that, so you knew that you couldn't sleep. Yeah, it was very depressing. Yeah. And then eventually if you were up on a Friday or oh, Saturday was the worst because you'd hit, uh, there'd be literally nothing but religious programming and U.S. Farm Report. I would watch U.S. Farm Report. <laughs> I would fucking sit there and watch U uh, Insight, the religious Twilight Zone show. Which we talked about. I would watch that and then you had... Nothing until you got, if you, if I would be up till six, seven, mm. Marlowe and the ma Magic Movie Machine, uh, Patrick Family. I mean, you'd hit children's programming at six or seven in the morning and I'd stay up. My parents didn't care. My yeah. mother didn't care. Well, I would be. I had a TV in my room. Did you have a TV in your room? Uh, yes. And the, the weird thing is, but I'd be watching it with my mom. Oh, wow. At night. Yeah, not me. No. But with Benny Hill or, or. Uh, Dave Allen or Dave Allen. Uh, there was uh, Frankie a, fucking Howard is which how I you looked have to up say the it. name of the show. Frankie, the, the, the it was called the the Howard Confessions. That's the show. That's what that, it's called. That the Frankie Howard like, Show because because there's a there's a panel that Jamie Hewlett and Alan uh, Martin did in uh, Tank Girl when I was when I was in Deadline and I turned and it just somebody's blowing something up and Tango yells Frankie fucking Howard <laughs> and I'm like I get that yeah but they also had the Paul uh, who's that the, the Australian dude uh, uh, Paul Hogan Paul Hogan's show right. was on Nine right. so everybody thought he was British because we don't Americans don't care about the rest of the world so you have that accent you're British right so we're, I'm watching this show yeah Dave Allen was Irish I think yeah I'm watching these things 10, 11, 11 12 yeah. yeah and these are the things we're seeing right you're watching a comedy show because you're you, you're con you, you find the slapstick funny, and uh, every once in a while you see a scantily clad, overly made up British girl. Exactly. On Benny Hill. But the problem was, I think what you might be getting at is that you'd be watching these comedies and then go to commercial break, and your night would be ruined by a commercial. Right. Because for a movie or a book. You're nine years old, yeah. and you see something like this. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of This one fucked me up really bad. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Wait for it. No, just the head coming up. Oh, my God. Oh, and then they tell you this. <laughs> then they tell you this. Dawn of the Dead will make you nauseous. And fuck you! It's, it seems considered shocking. I was terrified of that movie, and I didn't see it for years because of that ad. Um, in fact, I didn't see any horror movies because of uh, a lot of these ads. Because horror movies were ratcheting up, right? And that creepy music. I mean, who needs that at fucking midnight well, when you're by yourself and you're a fearful kid in the first place? Well, there's several TV spots. What did your mom say when you're watching Dawn of the Dead ads? With uh, the... I, I don't know. So I don't think, but what's this no room in hell thing that you're we're watching here get back to benny hill the thing is there's uh there's several tv spots but i this remember one there being has, three of them this one I has the elevator scene yeah so you're a kid no. and you're watching tv and zombies come out of an elevator it was absolutely terrible it was assaultive to me i because i'd be sitting in the dark watching this yeah. very close to the television because it was near my bed and yeah there was no 
you know what to expect if you go to see this movie. I didn't need to get a taste of this movie as a child mm. uh, out of nowhere. It was, it's like a jump scare almost. It except is. It's, it actually gave me nightmares. I found all the... I remember the ads for Phantasm, for uh, Maniac, I think. And especially the ones that were not rated because that just was... That was just like... Well, what did fine. that mean? Did, what did what that did mean? Think, this what, was this was beyond be adult. It? Yeah, oh this was God. like this was like seeing the pornography magazines that weren't Playboy and Penthouse, the ones right. that had to be banded up and put in the and, woods. And, yeah, 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 the ones that you had to find in fire pits or or garbage <laughs> cans outside houses. You know, Hustler. What the hell's in Hustler? High society. High, uh, jugs. The Dawn of the Dead spot. The zombie. Tra- uh, uh, TV commercial really upset me because they showed the poster creature with the worms in his eye socket. I mean, a lot of these iconic images. Suspiria had the pulsating title, which right. is pretty cool. I wonder right. if you could buy that. Like, some, has somebody made a <laughs> Suspiria? You know, put a little air in it. And I'm, it, I'm gonna. I'll add that to the list. I should. Yeah. I, it's a pe- yeah. I, I, I'm, but yeah. So you have a list of these on on the. Uh, is this from YouTube? Yeah, I have a you YouTube have a, playlist that you'll get. You're going to put up, and yep. we can look at. But the Dawn of the Dead is one of the. Is I didn't see the movie until it was re-released, um, in '82, I think. Yeah, we were talking I, about this at the at the bar the other night. Yeah, I didn't see it till much later in life. I was scared off of Dawn of the it Dead. Was, Plus, I didn't know anybody who would go see it with me because it was fucking terrifying. Up looking. the street from me. No, what year is it? '78. I'm thirteen. Yeah, I'm eleven. Yeah, no thanks. When I was older, if we knew each other, then we could have avoided this film together. When I was older, it played at the Jerry Lewis up the street from where I lived. So Jerry Lewis theaters eventually just didn't right. care about family stuff; they showed anything. I heard that those theaters were disaster. That they, they were sticky floors, like very sticky. awful. I never went to the Jerry Lewis out here, but um, it was too far away. I heard they were ni- nightmares. So that's where you finally saw it? No, I oh. wasn't allowed to go. We, see, so your mom hated this commercial. Stay away from these commercials. She I hates hate those commercials. Cans. <laughs> I hate those cans. Yeah, my mom also had no idea what I was watching. She had no idea what I was looking at at night. So I had nobody to talk to about this stuff. Mm-mm. I didn't even talk to friends like, hey, did you see this fucking terrifying ad? 13 was, the, was a big year for me because we moved from Brooklyn to Staten Island. And I was on my own for months. Maybe a year. No friends. Once in a while, I would go visit with friends in Brooklyn. I visited with a friend of mine from camp in Long Island. I would see my friend Michael in Queens a couple of times a year. But I was, it was a really weird year. It was a year where I felt like I was completely alone. I would get on buses and go to the movies by myself. I went to the mall by myself. I had absolutely no contact with people. I never spoke to my parents about what my interests and I was just filling up the days with watching television, reading comics, reading magazines, acquiring comics and magazines, and building, you know, watching movies on my own. It was a really weird year. And this was the year that this stuff starts hitting. Right. 78's a big year, post-Star Wars. Lord of the Rings comes out. It's not a good movie, but at the time I loved it. Close Encounters, a lot of TV shit like uh, Buck Rogers and uh, what was the other one? We were Battlestar Galactica. There's a mm-hmm. lot of bandwagon stuff coming out. There were bookstores that you could walk to. There was one at the Highland Shopping Center, so I could just look at Frazetta calendars, Tolkien, the Hildebrand. There was a, it was rich, but it was nothing compared to what we have now. Right. And everything was new and kind of scary in a lot of ways because 
I yeah, I had never seen scary zombies lurching at this point. What would you have seen that was? Let's talk about what we would have seen before we get back to this that you actually caught on TV that scared you as a kid. Well, they're actually coming up on some of the things. There's some of them I did not know about at be, the time. Yeah. Would be t- the, well. The other thing is there were TV movies in the seventies. ABC movies of the week, particularly, yeah. that were terrifying. I missed a lot of those, but Night Stalker, I saw the series, and it actually scared me. Uh, the, mo- the, the first movie's terrific. I love the it's first great. movie. It's great. The second one's good. Yeah, it is But good. it relies a lot more on the character than the, the, the story. The story. Which is the problem with the whole series, right. really. But I remember seeing two episodes as a kid or parts of it and that's the other thing a lot of these things are weird memories that you have because you didn't see the whole thing you would see a, 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 you would turn flip the channels and get two minutes of the haunt, uh, uh, Haunting of Hill not uh, House on a Haunted Hill and that would I think I don't know if we if it got in the episode but I know we talked about it but there's a scene in there with a, um, a ghost hanging from a, a ghost rope that it attacks this woman it, it scares her she runs to a basement there's a hung body that scene I felt like I kept finding that scene accidentally throughout the year I feel like I saw it 10 times and it terrified me I'd have to turn the TV off well that's something you would realize that if you were watching something else and a commercial came on and you were clicking and around you, flip the channel. Yeah. you would often see the same part of something there's, a, there's a movie to this again. day I'm not sure what it was but there were people it was probably a Filipino movie but there was it, it, one of those I drink your blood or you, and it was people being chased by what seemed like zombies on a boat on a small cruise liner and there's machetes I have never forgotten that. I saw that probably when I was 10, 11 years old. It freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Night Stalker episode with the swamp monster, with the, uh, the, 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 uh, the bayou monster, really scared me. And the, I remember being at my, at my friend Michael's grandparents' house, and the TV was on, and it was a group of people, like six, seven people, parents, grandparents, kids, and they had the Night Stalker episode on with uh, Richard Keel uh, in in in, uh, in in Red Face playing the Indian right. uh, shaman or shaman or what powwow figure. I'm not sure exactly, but I remember being terrified when when uh, Kolchak faces him on the roof because of the chanting. And it's not particularly scary now, but you know when you're a kid. Yeah. But I remember having nightmares over that. I, I was hiding behind the furniture. I was probably 11, I don't know, 12. When did Kolchak go to series? I don't know, 77? 76? Oh, you know, it's not important, but yeah, I was little. So I remember seeing full on, here's here's a TV show that you found yourself trapped in, and it scared the shit out of me. TV was, yeah, TV was, it was was like rolling the dice, Mm. especially if you were um, not a latchkey kid, but left on your own a lot. Yeah. Um... So yeah, what else do we have? Uh, the Dawn of the Dead one was was oh this one. Yes. What is this movie about? Oh, this what movie, is this about? This movie was a living night. What is that? No, ball? everything about this ad. Yeah. Oh my God! That this okay. The so shit this trailer me. is the one that scared me the most, which is funny because this is it, the trailer that's that's why I put this in the play. This is the one yeah, that scared me the most. This one scared me the most, 
And but it, it's also the one that intrigued me the most because yeah, when they say is it a nightmare, that's that's what this ad, this you have no idea what's going on here. Every other ad, I mean, Dawn of the Dead goes okay. There's no more room in hell. Dead people are going to come get you in an elevator. Right. I get I get the narrative there. <laughs> Phantasm is just shot after shot of what the fuck am I looking at? It's all nightmare. It's funny because they pick a lot of the ni- literal nightmare imagery. And the two scenes that scared me the most in the movie are because they scared me from this ad. And it's it's uh, is it Jordy, his brother? Uh-huh. It's it's the two scenes where he's dreaming. One where the arm breaks out of the the, uh, the I guess that's a drawer where one of the corpse would be or remains or something. I'm not sure how what a mausoleum lingo is, but the arm breaking out and then all the arms breaking out with this man. It's just super creepy stuff that other movies don't have because of the way Phantasm works. Right. No. The, and the sphere flying yeah. through the thing and there's a kid in it. It doesn't make sense. It looks cheap. It looks weird. But no shot is realistic. Yeah, the Phantasm one. But it's funny because the Phantasm... The, the thing about these ads was they scared me, but I wouldn't turn them off immediately. I'd watch the whole thing and yeah. then freak out. I wanted to see. I wanted to know what they were about. I wanted to know what they were about, and I did want to. I wanted to see the movies. But they scared me. But they scared me. The ads scared me. The Phantasm ad, the Dawn of the Dead ad, a couple others you probably have here. The zombie one, and I, it's funny because the music is a lot of that one too. But the imagery was disgusting. I mean, they would never let you show some of the things in these ads on the TV shows that were even running no. late at night. The heck. Oh, wow. Trilogy of Terror. <laughs> oh, my God, right? I never yeah. saw this. This is a, this is a local one. ad. This is yeah. a local ad uh, for in syndication. Because it was what, ABC? Yeah. Look at this. I have never seen that. That's not ours. That's not our stations. That's yeah. Channel Ten. We didn't I have wasn't a Channel Ten. Able to find the original. That's uh, fascinating though, because I have never seen a TV movie in syndication where they basically said parental advisory. That's funny. Yeah. Holy shit! Nineteen eighty one. That would have fucked me up. I had not seen Trilogy of Terror at this point. I had read about it in every fan magazine, and yeah, that freaked me out. That little. You know, we've talked about the little Zuni fetish dude. He's awful. I'm, trying, I'm looking up the original. That's wild. One. I think it's 74, but I want to go. I, no, yeah. 75. So it, was, it was famous in the, in the fan magazines also because you couldn't see it. Well, but yeah, because it was... A, it was gone. It you, was on one week and then it was gone. Right. But the problem was, this is 1975 and when you're watching ABC, yeah. they say, coming this week, right. Trilogy of Terror. Right. It's, is it... Is it McLeod, is it Columbo, is it, you know, uh, it's McMillan murder. and Wife? It's this fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, TV movies are weird because as we've been doing the podcast and I'm reading more about the movies that I'm looking to watch or the stuff that you're finding, it's interesting to see the reaction a lot of people have to TV movies. They're much more widely seen than we remember because we, I didn't watch a lot of these as a kid. I don't know a lot of people who watched a lot of the horror movies that were showing up. There was a lot of, you know, mo- the people across the lake. And I, I was never interested in a horror movie with Valerie Harper or 
a lot of these te- I felt like they could Barbara Eden. Right. Well, they they they, appear, they look more like thrillers than horror films. And they and they have such familiar people that you've seen in like on game shows like Dan Tan is going to be in a horror. Will movie. Stephanie Powers be okay? No. That's the thing. I still won't watch a lot of these. I mean, I want to, but I still find myself going they're going to be weak. Yeah. They're going to be boring and drawn out. I find I found in fact I found I didn't watch TV movies as a kid at all. I found them inferior. In a very weird way, I found them like the DC comics of movies for me. So, I avoided them. So with, say, Trilogy of Terror, when do you see that? When it hits. I can't tell you when I saw it. Many, many years later. Probably late night. But not, like in the it? 80s. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I found the whole thing creepy. but I had, and, and I found the last one. I saw it young enough where I was still freaked out by the... the uh, the third segment with the fetish doll, even though I knew the story. Yeah. It's just... Well, I mean, Rich- Karen Black's great at freaking out. And she freaks out. And yeah. it's it's a lot of crazy. And Richard Matheson's a good writer. Richard Matheson's a terrific writer. And uh, he and he wrote the Night Stalker movies. <laughs> and he wrote Duel, which I saw later and liked a lot. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think it was Cable. I don't think it went to cable because it was. It must have been in syndication yeah. late at night. But and then you just you know it's a it's a great it's a great thing. What I was seeing was that there's a lot of people who are huge fans of this stuff because they remember seeing it when they were younger, and then it disappeared like a like a dream, yeah. and they wanted to revisit them. And not only was it impossible but to I see, but it was impossible to prove that these movies existed. Right, right. You go, right. Hey, remember this movie with this with William Shatner and their aliens? I think I'm talking about the people or something. And, right. And it's like... Yeah. People, and people go, well, I've never heard of this. Yeah, this is insane. Because they also didn't read Fangoria and Famous Monsters and stuff. So they, so if you were if you were a nerd like, like we were, you probably remember the three failed Gene Roddenberry um, pilots right. that seemed to be the same... Store one has uh, John Saxon in it, yeah. uh, looking groovy. His Genesis Earth, Earth Two, whatever. Yeah. But these TV shows, like I couldn't get, I, people didn't remember them. They were bombs. But, you know, I the one, one I remember wanting to see was Spectre. Oh, because sure, the fan right? magazines would write about these things because they were like lost movies. They were lost movies. Yeah, and is it baffled with? Uh, I don't remember Leonard that Nimoy. One. As the psychic, the race car driver that becomes psychic? Right, 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 right. Spectre was interesting. Spectre wasn't terrible. I mean... I I love Robert Culp. I like Robert Culp too, and I actually think he plays a pretty cool character. And and, and Gig Young is depressing to watch because, you know, alcoholic, suicide, murder. Uh, But they're an interesting team, and the, the the pilot is not great, but especially when the demon shows up and looks like <laughs> Gorn parts you know but it's it, it was interesting to see people trying to get the psychic detective the paranormal detective thing going uh at an, before Kolchak before or X-Files. around X-Files mm-hmm. it's interesting to see who and it's also interesting to see the stuff that they bring up in the episodes in these in these stories because you could tell where they got you know the little reference they're like hey Madame Blavatsky <laughs> you know the little that they have there but yeah so like yes yeah, so like the 70s was a weird time. There was like, I remember commercials for The Devil's Reign scared me. That was one because they showed some melting people. And it's great because when you revisit it, I, I will watch it for the first time. As I'm ticking off these things, Spectre, uh, The Devil's Reign is terrible. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It it's is an, an amazing movie. Though. Now, it's cheapness and stupidity I can see scaring me at the time. 
melting people. They melt into wax can colored candles that you, nice. you know, shit you get on the boardwalk. Cabby's the devil. Cabby's the devil. Who calls me from out of the pit? He looks hilarious. That movie made me laugh a lot. That's a terrible <laughs> fucking movie. That is a terrible fucking movie. Oh my god, that movie. Holy shit. You want to do another one? Fuck is this? Is this squirm? Frogs? Oh shit. Count I don't remember this. That's scary. Count Yorgo. Oh. I didn't see this. I've never. I saw this years ago, but I never saw this. This this ad would scare me. Yeah, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, that face at the beginning would have been. Uh, Why do vampires always have to have amulets? It's Union? Does it come with a kit? Yeah. Congratulations, you're a vampire. Have an amulet. <laughs> yeah, this would have messed me up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that would have fucked me up. <laughs> I don't remember this that well. I remember liking this. I saw it on uh, Netflix, I think. Not that long. 70? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that, Ed. Here's the Did, uh, sequel. Does he return? Why did they like people? Blackula has a lot of people running at you like Which this. Which I was going to say. Both of these movies, yeah, Blackula and Count Yorga are very. There's a, so, okay, so these are older than Kolchak, because I always thought Kolchak was very similar in tone and I didn't know which informed which. Right, and one of the, one of the interesting things. They like throwing cops around in these movies. The Count Kolchak Yor was into that. Yeah. See, I saw these movies always being advertised. So do you remember these ads? No, I remember the ads for them when they were on late night channel oh. eleven or channel nine, and they played because they'd all always have promos. Yeah, they'd always have promos for something showing up on the four thirty movie or right. Yeah, the, okay. These are two now. These are these are movies that I do remember being on television. Um, Grave of the Vampire is another one that I remember, yeah, and I, another one I, I watched that one. And they were all cheap and creepy. Children shouldn't play with dead things. They, I knew they were out there and I avoided them. Well, my, what I realized putting this list together is that I was terrified of vampires as a kid. I, well, I know I was. Terrified I of thought vampires. Dracula was in my closet. And this is before I ever saw the Dra any movies with Dracula. Okay. It was just the way that pop culture and kids talking about things that they saw would just terrify you. It's like, uh, I it remember... It could have been Count Chocula. No, no, it wasn't. I would have embraced Count Chocula. I just finished off my Halloween Count Chocula. I, Sarah got me three boxes, and they were family size. And that's what I call my tummy is the family. And I, it's not good for me, but it's a tradition that I uphold. And uh, if Robert, my friend Robert's listening, he knows what I'm talking about. Can't find any anymore, though. It disappears. It's such a weird business model. They must be laundering money. <laughs> <laughs> laundering, laundering Transylvania money. Or Are we going to get a letter from General Mills now? General Mills is not listening to this show. <laughs> and if he is, <laughs> the general. Battle Creek, Michigan. This fucked me up. Children shouldn't play with dead things. Don't like. Oh, stop breaking in. Look how cheap this is. Doesn't matter. In some ways, it made it worse. Yeah. This was a movie I, I avoided completely. Really creepy. 
I still find this movie weirdly creepy, yeah. even though it's like a joke. And it's it's unfortunately boring, I think. Yeah, I mean, didn't we see this at the uh, Exhumed. Exhumed? I mean, I, it was good seeing it with an audience, because there was a lot of laughs. But this was the first time I ever saw this kind of now iconic imagery of corpses bursting out of the ground. Yeah. And it, I, this, that has always fucked me up. It, Children shouldn't play with dead things. Looks like a porno film. It, yeah, it looks. It's got that cinema, cinema verite. No matter how cheap the gore is, it just looks like they're really doing wrong things. In the yeah, yeah these, these are sorted people. Yeah, I mean the hippies are scary on their own. Now I saw that as a kid on Channel Nine or Channel Eleven, yeah. and it scared the I, living I think shit Nine out had of it. Me. Oh yeah. my god! Nine was. Uh, we've talked about it. Nine. Nine was the ones who didn't look at what they were getting. Nine, you, nine would have probably put straight porno on there, you know, beyond the green door or whatever the hell. Sure, put it up there. But, uh, yeah, nine had no standards. Eleven, you feel like there was somebody there who went, oh, that's creepy. And five was a little uptight, but, you know, nine didn't give a flying fuck. They, any ad at the time, any 42nd Street piece of garbage that they paid would be up there. Violence... You know what I mean? Uh, sex. I mean, as far as they could get away with, that's what it felt. Nine was an exciting channel, and that's where Benny Hill was, too. And that was the channel that scared the shit out of you. Yeah. All, most of the stuff that I remember scaring me was while watching stuff on Channel Nine. WOR-TV. A rich tradition <laughs> of radio and television out of Jersey. But it really was. It was like Russian roulette. You know, you'd, you'd be watching a show and you'd wonder if something bad... You, after a while, you were hip to the idea that you were going to... This was a, this was an ongoing thing. Late night ads were going to be filled with exploitation cinema And you would, be, you would be... Kind of not wanting to see it. Also kind of curious. The, the, the attraction repulsion was really strong at that age. It was It was a whole new world that... And I had seen a few horror films by this point that had scared the shit out of me. Um, the earliest horror films that I remember seeing is Willard. With that, and that's in the theater. Yeah. My, my father took me to see that. And uh, I think it's a PG film, but it scared the hell yeah. out of me. It, you, you could be more intense in a PG film back then. To, well, at the same time, nowadays... They felt more intense because uh, they were more less uptight about language and nudity, and now they seem to be uptight about that. But you can scare people in a PG film. Um, the The films that I remember seeing that scared me the most as a kid, just to I mean, I re- we're, just, we're talking around a lot of things, but I went to see without knowing exactly what they were. Uh, I went with Michael. And I don't know if it was Les or Clifford Black. Who was it? We walked, we took a bus and then we walked out to Brooklyn College and it was a double feature of Beyond the Grave. That's the anthology one, right? right. Beyond the Grave and The Legend of Hell House. Now, The Legend of Hell House, I knew kind of what I was in for because there were ads. It was I was terrified almost the entire fucking movie. And then Beyond the Grave came out. None of us knew what it was about. And I found that actually in some ways more terrifying. Because you don't know what's coming. I didn't know what was coming. I was not familiar with anything going on in it. Roddy McDowell I knew from Planet of the Apes and from television shows. You know, there's a familiarity that kind of, you know, you feel like you're almost having your hand held when you recognize the actors. I didn't recognize anybody in Beyond the Grave except Peter Cushing probably. And it's an anthology. So 
it's a different start and stop and there's five they were going to five scary endings and i remember the thing with the mirror the scene with the one with the mirror really fucking me up Uh, and then the the end the door really upset me and we all walked out of there shell-shocked right now what age are you now exactly Oh gosh, I don't know, but we could find. I was living in Brooklyn, so no older than like twelve and a half. And that's pretty young for for that, I think. It was seventy. It might have been when it came. I don't know. I don't know, but I also remember seeing Jaws in the theater, and that really was a night of horror. And earlier than that, I remember that it was a revival of House of Wax, the Vincent Price House of Wax in three D. And I did not want to go. I remember this vividly. I had, I was, I was not at home. We were at somebody's apartment. It was not even my friend Michael's apartment, but it was a group of people. My mom, me, Randy, I think Randy, my sister was there. Michael and his mother and maybe some other, and I didn't want to see this movie. I actually had a panic attack and started doing the screaming, yelling, I don't want to see this movie. And I guess I lost because I ended up in the movie and I was terrified and it was in 3D and I rem- it's a movie that's not tame for kids at that age who hadn't seen much but it's tame yeah. compared to but it's um it's I had a very I, I can remember these nights being nightmarish sitting through these sitting through jaws I mean I enjoyed jaws um, but House of 3D was a very, very bad the, experience. The paddles and balls scare you still? No, I remember the swinging towards me and the gross face and the, the, the hanging and things like that. Yeah, the guy with the paddle ball was great. <laughs> That's like I remember that as being like, wow, this is cool. Why can't they do more of this? And not uh, the cracking faces. and Yeah, but I found... yeah Those are the experiences that I remember. Empire of the Ants and... Food you, of the Gods. You, did you see those in the theater? Yeah, a double Holy feature. Cow. There was a couple. There was a time that I was going with my friend Clifford Black. We were taking buses to the Seaview Theater. It might have been. There was one theater that we. Yeah, we. I, I remember going to see. Uh, oh, that's funny. I forgot all about. And I remember those films scaring me to a degree, you know. And uh, I wouldn't be scared by them maybe two years later or a year later, but also yeah, when you're alone, it's creepier. But it's just you and one person or whatever. There's no parent. I also remember seeing a double bill of the people that time forgot and at the Earth's core. And I love them because they had giant monster suits and stuff. But I found at the Earth's core scary. I found a lot of stuff uh, with the um, the sacrifice stuff at the end with the creatures. Just the, the sound effects were creepy. And, and... Sorry. I'm no, no problem. No problem. But... But yeah, those those were the films that I would have been exposed to around this time or earlier that helped turn me off to watching horror films and made me more scared of seeing these ads. What have, what had you seen in the theater or on TV as a kid before or around? Yeah, we're looking at 77, 78 to 81, 2 here. Well, I think th- I think the things that Around those years, what would really scare me would be anything with a vampire in it. So you've got the the Count Yorgas, which were on TV. So you you saw them, you watched them, or you just saw the ads? I would I would start watching. So even though they scared you, you couldn't help yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, because Blackula was on all the time, so I wanted to watch Blackula. Yeah. 
And Blackula scared the shit out of me. I was scared of all that stuff. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't watch it. I would, you know, I also, the thing is, I wasn't really looking for horror movies. I was looking for science fiction monster movies, some of which scared me. I remember It the Living Terror, the Terror from Beyond Space, or whatever it's called. It the Terror from Space. The one that Alien is kind of based on. And it's funny because I remember things in the movie that's not, that aren't in the movie. They talk about somebody being broken and hung, and I thought I, you see it. Yeah. And I didn't remember, and you don't. That's funny. I, I don't have a. I don't think I have a lot of those where, where you, you know the scenes. People swear um, that there's yeah. a scene where. You're, oh, they cut that scene. Yeah, I remember it being more scary and violent than it was. But that's what your head. Your your. But I remember Invasion of the Body Snatchers scared me. That mm-hmm. I did see before. There's a lot of science fiction that has horror elements into it. But I don't think the Universal movies ever scared me. I don't think so either. I was but thinking about that they before. They creeped me out, but I remember. Really loving them. Yeah, I loved how morbid and crazy they were. I, I, you know, also there's a, but I remember. So there's a difference. There's there's fear. It's like I read. There's fright. There's dread. There's tension, and then there's waking nightmare movies. <laughs> is that how I put them? And like Dawn of the Dead to me was waking nightmare. Okay. The whole thing from beginning to end was I I got to get out of here. I feel like I'm being a, a you know it's assaultive to me almost. So I might have mentioned this before. The last time I've been scared... So vampire in, stuff. So yeah, so yeah, yeah let's get... The, the last time I was actually scared in a movie was Poltergeist. I, I that's the last time? That's the last time I was totally... I had to walk out of Poltergeist. I never walked out of a movie, but I... I, I mean, I came back. I had to oh, a very oh, you long mean, time in the Wait, bathroom. how much popcorn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I, I didn't know that. I thought you, you left. No, left. no, no. I, I came back, but... And I couldn't sleep that night. And I was, I mean, I'm... I found Poltergeist very scary. It's on my... I, I, I put a bunch of movies that I remember affecting me. And I... Poltergeist. Right. And it's this, the scene that made me war, walk out is the scene I'm playing now. The the face ripping scene. Nobody was happy here. The audience was very unhappy. This is a PG, this, uh, PG, PG movie, movie from Spielberg. Yeah. Even though he did Jaws, this was a horror scene. Right. And nobody knows... No one's thinking. This was this is one of, Hooper or this, this is a terrific scene because nobody expected it. I mean, it's kind of like, it's one of the best. It's not a jump scare, but it's a it's a it's a great scare piece. Plus, you just came after. Is this? You get the maggots. I believe so. Oh, you get the maybe. creepy crawly food, which looks kind of ridiculous, actually. But <laughs> um, it's a really neat idea that they have it, a piece of it in his mouth. So that, and you think, well, that's pretty bad. And yeah, I, that's pretty, I hated vomiting. Well, I so wasn't. I, thought he was I, didn't, vomit. I didn't. Who expected this? Exactly. The vomit is what you usually, and it's done in one shot, which is really nice. Now that I'm looking at, look at this. The lighting is. It's a very sickly scene, if you know what I'm saying. And that's really, it's well done because there's a cut there, but it almost feels like it's continuous. Like, I didn't remember. Oh. Now, that's fake as shit, but still. Yeah, it no, matter. I remember that. I remember looking back on it, but you're not really looking at how fake it is. I think what's going on in the sink is actually the grossest, the yeah. fucking worst part of it. Yeah. Ugh. Now, this is viscerally awful Yeah. for a all-ages horror movie. Yeah. And for, and for I like also when they go he will not be he's not joining us <laughs> but that scene and the face melting in um, Indiana Jones wrong, yeah. were two scenes that just came out of nowhere and like were horror movie scenes I mean this is a horror movie but yeah that the, the audience was on notice I found the whole film tense though yeah because you really didn't know 
what was going to happen um, when the kids were in peril. The the use of white, for some reason, the, the use of those searing white light, which feels hot even though right. you can't feel it, is an interesting choice that I, I found it creepy because you don't see that in horror movies. It became its own signature. These really bright lights rather than sh- dark darkness but you know people flying off like when joe beth williams goes flying off the handle there's a lot of striking but holy shit moments right and very and very different in the in what you expect out of a, a haunted house movie right. or a ghost movie this right. is not what you expect you don't uh, kids don't go into little girl girl lost land and and disappear yeah, and... i mean i thought it would be like twilight zone you know what i'm saying i okay. thought it would be like you know there's some creepy ideas but you're not going to actually be scared Twilight uh-huh. Zone made me tense as a kid, but I don't think Twilight Zone ever scared me. Right. Which is funny because we watched my daughter when she was probably like 12, 13. We watched the Twilight Zone episode because I had been talking about it. And she really enjoyed it, but she had trouble sleeping that night. Hmm. And it was uh, Will the Real Martian Oh, okay. I uh, can see stand that. up, I think. Even with the cheap eye makeup and everything, she was finding it creepy throughout. And it's just, you know, I guess it's where how your brain processes things when you're younger. And it's like, you know, Cthulhu mythos in, in, the, in the RPG game. It's like you start learning things that you didn't think about beforehand, about how the world works or doesn't work, death, loss. Maybe these things are presented to you for the first time. It's a, it's a, it's a very effective scene. It's a good scene. Also, you know, just the, the banality of it. There's just a lot. I know people would laugh at the terrible fake head. Sure, but... sure. But, you know, you got to give, give things. It was, this is funny, Grave of the Vampire. Yeah. I remember flicking the TV channels and this coming on. And Michael Pataki, I think that is. He looks confused by his own movie. It's like, what the fuck am I doing here? This movie was always on television and it had some yeah. creepy shit. The like, beginning is absolutely look terrifying. At this, look at this dirty bastard. Would you please not... <laughs> Hey, you're gonna fuck, you're gonna kill me, but don't fuck up my car, is really the thing here. This is rude. Yeah, see, like, this is ridiculous, but it would have, this would have scared me as a kid. Hmm. Oh, that's not nice. It's brutal. Right, and then you get to these haircuts. Oh, there he is, Michael Pataki, looking all, uh... He's really creepy looking, actually, but yeah, I fe- it's cheap, and it's really violent. Now, the thing is, if you, if you haven't seen Grave of the Vampire... Essentially, the opening of it yeah. is maybe the most frightening part of the whole movie. Yeah, and they really they open big. It's just a lot of you know things that you hated as a kid: spiders, dead, death, blood, violence, um, decay. Yeah, there's a lot of cre- oh, okay, yeah. This because I, I always confuse beyond the door with beyond the grave. Now, who needs that? It is. That's a terrifying look into demonic possession. Is this the Baba, f- the last that the last Baba film, that ripped, uh, or no? No, I think that's or, the sequel. This or sometimes I don't think I've ever seen this. I get confused by the titles of things that are you know doors beyond. The the problem with that movie is that is the TV the spot that was on that's, TV that's, when I was that's a kid. Also, yeah, Italian movies started to come out started to be brought over and, and they had some you know they didn't make sense they didn't make sense and they had some scary shit going on I mean the zombie head why were you allowed to show the zombie head which I think just shows that zombie with the word no. the letter Z and then O and, and it really that, that, that you see this, this stuff was scarier than anything that was you were watching 
even if you were watching a horror movie, the horror movies of their time would not have been as scary as this. No. And so you'd have nightmares. So what's the first horror movie you saw in the theaters? That you can remember, obviously. Wow, you know, this is really hard for me to think of what was the first one. Yeah. I mostly saw I, comedies as a kid. Yeah, I, I mean... I, and adventure I, movies, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I... I I, I, I wouldn't count Towering Inferno, Earthquake, and Poseidon Adventure, but those movies I remember did frighten me. Right. But it was a different kind of fright. It was just, you know, wholesale slaughter and watching familiar actors fall off things. <laughs> and, you know, and basically be afraid of the situation. Don't be afraid of the dark. So you can't figure out the first movies? No, I can't. It's the weirdest thing. Well, it had the... What's the first one you remember? Now, I never saw this. I still haven't seen this. You have not seen... You know why? Because I know the ending, and I've known the ending for years, and I just haven't wanted to sit... Is this Kim Darby? The thing is, when, I, when this I was, was on TV as a kid... Kids talked about this. Yeah, and, and, and there are scenes, the creatures in this movie, yeah. which are a little ridiculous, but they look like meat jet jaguars a little. Oh, wow. You know, I've never seen a picture of the creatures. Oh, yeah. For some reason, everybody who did the ads for this, is that Uncle Charlie? That's Uncle Charlie. William Demarest? Ah, where's the hooch? He looked like he was really happy to be in anything. Yeah, so this was a fa this was another famous you know, but this is one that was championed by the fan magazines. This Duel, Night Stalker, Spectre, you know, things that you they you, they wished were easier to see, and always got written up as good TV movies as actually creepy and scary. Right. This this movie is really intense, and it's is it because I've never sat through it. I mean, it started the it, ending. It, it reminds me of uh, that episode of the Twilight Zone, The Invaders. Right, hey, they're creep. They're they're that's creepy. I would have been scared of this as a kid for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, fakery aside, yeah, they're actually really creepy. They're 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 fake looking, but they don't look like anything else. They look like the the full body looks like the gremlin from Twilight Zone. Right, they got little. It is funny how Twilight Zone is such heads. a touchstone for a lot of things because I mean, so many people who worked in TV or were around at the time, worked on it, or were influenced by it. Yeah, I, the problem is that knowing the ending of that soured me to ever watch it. Although, I will like, I would like to see it. Killdozer, that's another one we've talked about. But that's <laughs> another one that everybody wanted you to see. Plus, it was based on a science fiction novel, and that was like a big deal. because Right. No, and yeah, but I Don't Be Afraid of the Dark was... Uh, I was probably scared to see it. I have this like vague feeling that like, you know, it was one of the ones that... You don't want to see this. Oh, I just remembered the experience that freaked me out about. I'm sorry. Hold on. Now, this is Let also my back. first exposure to Italian horror film music. I'll do that again. What were you going to say? This is an important one for me. I was in Monticello, New York, where my grandparents had a bungalow colony. My uncle, Alan, and his wife, Madeline, I was probably 12. I may have been 13, but it was around this time. I was watching... I was in the... A, Bunk, a cab, a cabin. Okay. On a camp, yeah. I was in a cabin in the middle of the woods. Not far from other cabins, but I was in the middle of the woods. I'm a Brooklyn kid. Um, I'm babysitting uh, my two cousins. Okay. So you, they have you tiny, are... 12, 13, and, okay. 14 maybe. I'm all alone. Um, it's 11 o'clock at night, I think. So I find Night of the Living Dead on Channel 9. Okay. I have never... 
seen scenes from it other than in clip shows uh, but I, it's infamous I knew it from the magazines I was scared but I wanted to watch it so I turn it on and I'm ter- I mean fucking terrified sitting there by myself no one to talk to wishing this would stop but not turning it off is it the beginning of the movie you're the watching? whole movie okay I'm watching the movie finally I can't take it anymore I know it's 1130 I put Saturday Live on and watch the monologue then I turn it back when the monologue's over. And I'm flipping between Saturday Night Live and Night of the Living. Saturday Night Live, Living of the Dead. And I don't know which one to stay with because I'm fat. I loved comedy back then. I mean, comedy was something I wanted. I, I followed it religiously. Not horror. But this thing, I kept putting it back on. I had, I was, I had the sweats and I was frightened after it went off praying my aunt and uncle would come home i was i it i was i had nightmares and it fucked me up for weeks i could not handle plus the downer ending plus the fact that they left in some of the stuff because it wasn't considered to you know so there you get shots cut out but they're still fleshy that was a major terrifying night at the movies for me it's another reason I didn't watch Dawn of the Dead when it came out. So yeah, put on the uh, put on this. This was bad. Seventy nine. So you're twelve. I'm fourteen. Zombie. Well, that music. There's nothing scary about that music. This fucked, fucking terrified me. That beat, that heartbeat. I still find this music terrifying. Yeah. There's a DJ. Yeah. This, come. This is this is bad. <laughs> this is this is terrible. The what? There is no explicit sex in this picture. However, there are scenes of violence. Yeah, no. Uh, that was that. Yeah, I'm having like really weird flashbacks. Isn't really? it funny? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, my room of of how I felt while watching this stuff. There was a time where I was, I was so nerdy. Uh, uh, probably when I was thir- when I first moved to Staten Island, I had a tape recorder and I would. There was no resources, and I, I realized this stuff was going away. I started to tape record the theme, the credits of TV shows, like The Night Stalker. I had it. Okay. Like, I can think of the theme song with the terrible my pushing the button down <laughs> and it getting recorded in there, you know, the, the, the scrabble effect of it going on and off. I recorded the end of King Kong. I recorded commercials. Now, this is why I saw uh, another reason that I remember commercials so much is because... I would sit there waiting for Star Wars commercials and shit like that. I did not want zombie. Yeah. I wanted Star Wars, Battle Beyond the Stars. I wanted <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. I wanted garbage, you know? I didn't want Suspiria and zombie. That was, it was like pornography. When, when did you finally see zombie? I think I saw it with you guys. <laughs> yeah? At the at Exhumed. Yeah. I couldn't believe what a shit show it was. <laughs> because I was terrified of it. And it's funny. You don't see the face. I, I remembered that wrong. Well, no, I, there's another spot. Oh, Let me play the other spot. For I you. thought that... So, yeah. This, the way you are with vampires, that's how I was with zombies. Well, I'm pretty close with zombies, yeah. too. So. I found zombies the most scary. <laughs> I still find zombie movies hard for me to... Not just because I'm tired. I'm sick of them and most of them stink. Because, you know, it's really easy to make a zombie movie. Just throw some shit on your friends and make them walk like they're drunk. And... Um, yeah, it's because of these ads and that Night of the Living Dead that zombies, even the worst zombie movie, still puts a butterfly in my stomach. 
I just hate the idea of being outnumbered by these things. I always thought that if, if, if you had to deal with vampires, at least you had the daytime. But I'd feel I'd be so tired because I'd be up all night right. protecting myself. You'd be myself. doing the, uh, the last man on earth thing. And you could bunker yourself. And at least you could put a cross. There's no cross up for zombies. Oh, but you'd have and to there's be- always more. You have to believe oh, you gotta for believe. that to work. You have to have faith. Things like uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox, that stuff, that would start popping up in magazines, and I did not want to. See, you know what I mean? They, they, because people also there were lots of uh, conspiracies that this stuff was snuff films. Well, the, the thing is, I still haven't seen that, and I can't watch it. I have no desire to see them. Yeah, I can't. I really, I've seen I'm scenes sorry. from them. No, no, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't need Cannibal. Uh, it's a personal thing. It's not for me. I can't. No, it's do not it. for me either. It's funny. I've never gone to see. I've never. When it, I mean, and it was one of those peer pressure things too. Our other friends who were into this stuff were fans that you'd talk to, and they'd be like, "Have you seen X, Y, and Z?" Oh. And you always fare, you know, those yeah. films and Faces of Death. Faces That's of Death. Your friends were always telling you. you I remember we were at Jim Higgins, a whole bunch of us, and we all kind of just started going, "This is bullshit." <laughs> I mean, first of all, it, we we were like, "That's if this is real, it's disgusting, and if it's bullshit, why are we watching?" I never saw it again. I, I don't even think we finished the first one, but yeah, you start hearing these. You start hearing, I mean, it's the same way like kids disseminate their songs, you know, Batman yeah. swinging on a rubber band, long games, <laughs> that they, you start hearing, oh, I heard somebody died in the theater. You start hearing bullshit because right. we didn't, you know, and you start hearing how scary something is. I just remembered another thing talking about kids that somebody, somebody had a pile of, not a lobby card, but a post, some kind of, I, was, I had to have been... When did Carrie come out? 79? No, early 78? 76, I think. Okay, that's weird because I remember I, being... I could be wrong. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know it's early. I remember somebody bringing... I remember somebody bringing uh, these cards. 76. I was in school and somebody had all of these uh, promotional cards. For Carrie. For Carrie. And kids all were throwing them at each other. You know what I mean? And... I the the picture of her in the blood just that was it. Terrified, I was terrified of that movie. I, I avoided. I finally saw it on TV, and it would have probably been pretty early, and it terrified me. Wow. Carrie was a scary experience for me. The ending, the shock ending, even though you know you find out that they they he couldn't stop doing that, that he did it already in Sisters and things like that. But the ending of Carrie fucked me up. I, remember, I actually yelled out. I was in my room watching it yeah, by I, myself, and I screamed out. When, when I saw that on TV, it, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The things that scared me about... Well, one, I was terrified of Piper Laurie. I felt so bad for Carrie. Like, I wanted to help her. When she, le- when she kills all the people at the end, when she kills all the students, tormentors and innocents alike, yeah, everyone. that freaked me out. Mm. It freaked me out that her, count, her, her coach that was nice to her was laughing at her. I still don't understand that. I don't think anybody would laugh at what happened on that stage. It was disgusting. It would smell like <laughs> shit too. You know, it was obviously not paint. It was disgusting, and I can understand the bad people laughing at that, but I didn't understand Betty Buckley laughing at it. But that upset me. Right. Well, a that's lot, it. Was a, a lot of things. There were a lot of the comedy versus the horror versus the fact that everyone died when she leaves. The use of music and split screen and that hum behind—it's—it's it's a. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, you know, De Palma gets a bad rap, but he's not well, totally. Well, he terrible. did a few things that were good. Yeah, 
I like a lot of Sisters, although it's a really dumb film. A, a Staten Island film. It's fascinating to see the Staten Island location because I just saw it for the first time recently. We but I was really surprised how many plot holes there were. In, in, in it. I mean, like plot holes that were like, come on. Right. I'm trying to watch a movie here. In 1997, we saw we were seeing 100 movies in the theater. Remember right, when we right. Were doing that? Yeah, I thought um, you people were crazy. Right. Does it count if it's on a plane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what if I fall asleep? I remember you guys flipping. Oh yeah, it had to be 60 percent of the film. Or you, yeah, it wouldn't count. So the thing is, um, during this hundred movies we saw in the theater in 97 we saw a double bill of sisters. So this is the first time I'm caught in a theater where I have to pay attention to sisters. Not like when it was on Channel 7 at night. Mm. And it's filmed on Staten Island. And there's a scene where they're driving that yeah. would be done in probably about 10 or 15 seconds. Is it on Bay, yes. on Bay Street? It's on Bay Street. The busiest it keeps, it's ever been? And it keeps on going. and go, she's. It's like, this is way too much. No, but it, Sisters was okay. But, but Carrie terrified me. When she leaves and that door slams, that whole sequence... Is so effective. Yeah. But it's just, I think that's the first time I ever saw a movie where it was just wholesale slaughter um, and you can't get out. And I remember finding that terrifying. And the fact that I wanted a few people to escape. And also that shot of her with the door closing is great. Mm. It's, 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 and then it, she comes home and it's scary. There's more scary. Yeah, it's, just... a, it's a beautiful looking movie. Now, is this the zombie? I fucking hate zombies. This and the Dawn of the Dead. This is, yeah, this and Dawn of the Dead and, I, and accidentally seeing, well, sort of accidentally seeing Night of the Living Dead. This is terrifying to be in your... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, forget it. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> no, they wouldn't put this on TV now, probably, on regular... Yeah, this is spot two. That Fuck they... you! <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm feeling bad for me as a kid. Why were, they, why were we subjected to that? That's terrifying for a fucking little kid. Yeah, it is who's pretty not, scary. Who doesn't go, you know, who hasn't grown up in the era of like Walking Dead and, 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 and Resident <laughs> Evil and all this stuff that you could just go play shooting games and, and oh my God, that was, yeah, that, that might have been it too, but it, I, it's funny. I still misremembered the ad. I yeah. thought that you see the famous, infamous worm eye zombie well there, there might be another one no stop <laughs> I actually found that one repellent I'm like you gotta be kidding me you've gotta be kidding me that should not have been let, allowed on television I guess we were supposed to be in bed there was always that argument well kids should be in bed we were watching Benny Hill watching zombie shit that's disgusting but that's funny because the music I forgot about how creepy I knew the music was creepy but there was a guy, William Berger, he's passed away, he was an FMU DJ, and he was into horror movies, and his his uh, his music, his opening theme was a goblin. I forget what, which, and it I, I, it would actually make me nervous yeah. to listen to it um, when the show that I was listening to before would go off, and all of a sudden, music like that would kick in, and it would just make me, it's, a, it's really interesting how important the music is to the Italian well, uh, yeah, yeah. movies, and how they can just trigger... And it, the, a response. It doesn't make sense when you think about why some of the choices they make, but they're so iconic. They're so it really the, is. The main theme to Tenebre is my favorite theme of any movie. I've been any I've been meaning to watch that again because I hated that movie. 
Well, if you still hate it, we have something to argue about. That's true. Well, we'll see. Yeah, that's true. We have to come up with the movies that we are because yeah, that we could. Our next episode will probably be Paul's idea because we realized he realized, and I, we're agreeing so much on films that we're surprised because you know you're supposed to have some back and forth, and we're mostly just you know tearing the same thing apart or liking the same thing. So we're going to try to find some movies that we definitely yeah. disagree like on. Like one movie that we love that the other one hates. Or a couple, just in case. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was having trouble thinking of a few, but we'll, yeah. we'll definitely find some. Yeah. I thought maybe, uh, you said you like Stage Fright. Yeah. You really like, like you yeah, like Stage Fright a yeah, lot. I do. I've watched it several times. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I thought it was terrible. I have only liked one of his movies now. I have only liked Cemetery Man. I, I just... I hated it. I mean, I didn't hate it with the passion of like. Well, and I also don't love it with the passion. Right, I guess. So but still, at know. the same time, at least there's a starting point. <laughs> yeah. But Tenebre, I probably won't hate it the way that I did back when I was complaining about it years ago because it was one of the first films of his, of his that I watched as an adult early on, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I could not appreciate it because at the time I really, really was hating on anything that made no sense. So it, I, I remember it being stylish, but I also remember it having killer art and just like coming out of nowhere and scenes that were just ridiculous. But now that I'm more used to the <laughs> Argento, Bava, wacky filmography and everything, I might be able to enjoy it. I mean, I finally, well, put this one on because I didn't watch this until this last year. Now, if I should have known this was fake, right? Because if I watched any of those things, there you go, breathing Suspiria thing. It looks like some dough. Oh, so you get more of the movie. Yeah, this fucked me up. Yeah. How could how could you show this to kids? Well, Boy, this, one, this, awesome I, this is actually the trail. This isn't the TV spot. Oh, okay. Let me get the TV spot. But still. Wait, it had... It oh, had the you think it was, But yeah, it had yeah. the, the, wasn't the beginning used on the ad? The yeah, fake, that's why, yeah. It's funny now because you look at it and you go, why didn't I know that those hands were doing that on a, a obviously a, a head, yeah. a fake head? Because Lord knows Italian filmmakers like having a fake head in a shot with hands doing something, usually stabbing the... Here's what I remember seeing. it. Oh, wait, Willy Wonka... It's not a horror movie, although if you look at it, it is a bit of a final boy, final final grandpa. The scene with the, the boat was a scene that I, I wasn't expecting. I think a lot of kids weren't expecting, yeah. and that needed to end. I saw that when it came out in theaters, and it really, ups that was very scary and upsetting. So I was telling Sarah always talks about the the movie that was like that for her was uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Really, and she actually—I've never seen it—and she actually showed me the scene. I'm like, yeah, this would. There's a scene where there's there's a witch and there's graves and dead people, and it's very over the top and spooky. It's obviously on sets and it's very theatrical. But if I went to go see a musical, and they bust out with you know the undead, even if it's in a dream sequence or whatever, and you know hands coming out of the leaves or whatever, it would have that would have sent me out of the theater. I don't think there's anything that made me run out of the theater as a kid. I'm trying to think. 
but yeah, I, I, it's but here, it's so funny that like we've talked about this and there's a few I haven't remembered, but I'm you know we can rattle off ninety percent of these ads. Oh, to the forty years ago. Yeah, that had yeah. this. I mean, these are like little mental ice picks in the head. Right. I'm trying to think of any others. I saw Dracula in the theater, and I remember being very scared during that. Hmm. It's not it, just the scenes where I think they're underground. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes. That, that's the movie also where I scared my future best friend, Rob Beck. I came up behind them and waited and then just <laughs> screamed. But uh, yeah, so what did I write down? Dawn of the Dead, Hell, Legend of Hell House and Beyond the Grave, uh, Jaws, uh, Poltergeist, Close Encounters, actually. Oh, yeah. I the scene where that. the kid got abducted really scared me. I also saw it by myself because my grandfather took me to see it in Florida and he fell asleep. There was about five people in the theater. And it was a big theater with a lot of big sound. And I found that scene very scary. Um, yeah, House of Wax 3D. Uh, this, seeing a clip from Silent Night, Bloody Night, which I've mentioned before, where the, uh, the flashback, and it's super cheap looking. Um, I forgot that I had seen a scene from Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, and that was bad. Uh, Night Stalker. Yeah, I just read all the ads. Suspiria, Phantasm, <laughs> Zombie, Dawn of the Dead. I mean... I wrote this down. Don't um, also the the openings of horror uh, movie packages. Oh yeah, like Chiller. Theater. Chiller really upset me for many years, and Fright Night with the and a lot of it's the music mm. when you think about it. A lot of it's the sound. When I was I was remembering this when I, I I didn't listen to any radio shows as a kid. I didn't find I liked the radio when I would listen to things like Doctor Demento and I would listen to any comedy I could find. But and I was aware that there was radio sh- plays. And, and things like that. But I didn't go looking for any nostalgia shows or things like that. I didn't listen to um, uh, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, which a lot of people seem to have grown up on uh, in the 80s. But at, when I, my school group, they took us to the NBC tour uh, of the NBC television radio building and everything. And they took you throughout the whole place. And in the radio room, they turned off the lights and started playing something from an old radio show. And I was on the floor almost crying. You know, I'm a, I'm a very fearful person. I'm an easily scared person. A jump scare will get me easily. I, I don't like jump scares because I just think that, you know, jump scares aren't scary. They're, sh- they're shocking or surprising. Everything leading up to it, you know, if, if you can scare me because there's something walking down the hall or I think that's a better get. I mean, Phantasm has those jumps. I don't mind a jump scare like the Phantasm ones. Okay. If you know what I mean. I mean, if you're watching a scene and then all of a sudden the scene is disrupted by hands bursting out of things. The hands coming through the wall in Dawn of the Dead? Right. Oh, my God. Uh, Day of the Dead. Is it Day? Day oh, that's the dream sequence. You know, the, the hands just coming through. Oh, when they're in the through. apartment complex. That, that's terrifying to me. Um, but somebody, you know, the, the fake jump scare with the cat or somebody, you walk it backwards and it's... It's Mike with popcorn and stuff. Yeah. Or the the you know a real jumps like all those the the the, the um, insidious type jumps. Oh look, something ran. It's just it's just like yelling at somebody when they're asleep. You know. Yeah. How can you not? But when it's creepy and scary, I don't mind things bursting out or doors busting out. But you know the 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 popping a bag full of air or the you know. 
pouring water on you, cold water on you in the shower. You're, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it's like such an unfair. I mean, it could be fun and shit, and obviously people like it, but yeah, I, I I'm not a big fan of that. I don't find that scary. I find that kind of annoying. But what do you think about the? I mean, Alice. What's the other thing? Was there anything else you particularly wanted to touch on? Because one of the things so I here's a funny thing though. Uh, this is when so when we're kids, I guess people go. Does anything still scare kids? Because kids are so like. Yeah, I think so. You know, oh, I think so too. We uh, we about two years ago we put on Labyrinth for Alice. And we had to take it off three well, years ago. Yeah. I didn't remember the opening. I saw it in the theaters. I didn't remember the opening being scary or being intense like that. I just remember a lot of stupid puppet people. Right. And I didn't like Labyrinth. I, I, I thought the craft was interesting, but I really just didn't like it. It was just bad Alice in Wonderland, bad Oz. I just. And, um, but we had, I didn't remember the goblins coming and, yeah. you know, snatching the kid sure. and it being done like a horror movie. So that has been a uh, dad fail. <laughs> you know, uh, for a long time. But yeah, I don't, I don't, the only other things I had in here that uh, was Maniac, because Maniac's the film that got me to start seeing. You and, didn't see Maniac in the theater, did yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Wait, yeah. how yeah. old were you? Maniac's not that old. I was a teenager. And I saw Maniac before Dawn of the Dead re released. You must have snuck in. 80, 1980. Yeah, you, you weren't Staten Island. We had liquor. <laughs> uh, not at not at that, but I mean, I, I was. I, well, I wasn't drinking at fifteen, but I mean, people didn't. People were lax with that shit. I went to midnight movies. I saw Rocky Horror when I was thirteen. In well, Brooklyn. there is there is a two year difference between us. Yeah, so I'm I'm yeah I'm thirteen when yeah that comes. Also, out, my so mother yeah. didn't know where I was half the time. I remember going to see Rocky Horror. Actually, I found parts of Rocky Horror scary because I was thirteen. The whole atmosphere was crazy i saw it i wish i could remember the name of the theater in brooklyn it was bombed out there were sections of wall missing seats were pulled out i'm not kidding it was <laughs> yeah. insane it's graham the grammar i don't know my i think michael and I, I don't remember but i was like terror first of all you know gonna go to see a movie at midnight i don't know i've only done that once in my life pretty much i saw young frankenstein at like 11 30 because it was sold out my my stepfather and mother took us to see it at king's plaza and it was sold out because it was such a big deal. And we decided to wait. So we went to the Nathans. We ate. We hung out in the mall. And then we went to see it late. It was, that was very exciting. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that was great. But the scene with uh, Meatloaf on the, in the glass table, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, okay. and, and there's some scary bits oh, and pieces yeah. in that. For, you know, but that was amazing. You know, I was a great, I've never seen it again. I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed a lot of things about it. But yeah, Maniac... How the hell did we see Maniac? Who had a car to take us to Maniac? But I'm telling you, I saw Maniac in the yeah. theater. I, I debated. It was basically, we're all going to see Maniac. Are, are you go? It was like almost like, you know, a horror movie in itself. Everybody wanted me to go with them. And I was, you know, oh, don't be a wimp, blah, blah, blah. But I was really terrified of seeing it. I don't, there might have been ads for it. You could see if there was a, uh, an oh, effort. But it looked horrifying. And... It's a gross movie. It's just a, it's, it's a skeezy it, movie. It really it's what is. It's, yeah. it's a skeezy. Another porny type. Yeah. It's a moist. It's just a nasty movie. When some of the people got killed, I felt like they got killed. And I remember every, it just, the scene in the, uh, in the bathroom stalls, everything. New York was filthy and they filmed everything on location. It's just a nasty. It's a shitty movie, but for, you know, it, it was pretty intense. But it was sort of like a rite of passage for me. I made myself go the same way that I made myself get on a roller coaster finally, or you know, 
get back on airplanes. I knew that if I didn't go to see this one, I wasn't going to be able to go to movies with my friends a lot of the time, you know, because I was avoiding it. I was definitely avoiding Dawn of the Dead. I was avoiding any of these movies that they went to see late at night. I also had some friends who were older than me, so maybe I went to see it with them. Yeah, so yeah, because that that's definitely those. Um, by fifteen, I probably would have met some of the people from high school who got me into D and D. I mean, for all I know, I may have not gone with my 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 local friends. I may have gone with people like Denzel or any of them. I don't know. But Maniac was a horrifying experience. I was scared the entire time. Yeah. It's yeah. a 12 second commercial. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, you get the, the music sting and shit coming into the grave, which is like Carrie. And that guy's voice is on everything horrible. That voiceover guy. Yeah. He's on everything. So that was it. That was like, you know, come on. It was kind of like go to the haunted house and stay in there. But this was pay to get and go to a movie. Yeah, I didn't realize it was 1980. So Maniac was the first one I saw. And. I was really tense after that because I, yeah, that's the other thing. Radio would have ads. Right. That's right. And there were radio spots. And I listened to, I listened to a lot of radio. I mean, everybody did. Analysis Films, the distributors of the controversial box office in Caligula, now bring you a new challenge. Maniac. It is a challenge. No terror that ever pinned you sweating to your seat can prepare you for The music is so much of it. Yeah. Of what? Now, this is interesting. The way they, they put it as a challenge. Yeah. It probably worked because I was getting, you know, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. We're going we're we're gonna gonna to see... jump the roof. We're going to. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Caligula. <laughs> well, that was a big, crazy deal. I had no interest in seeing Caligula, but it was, it was a famous. I mean. Stuff that was controversial stayed controversial for a while. Mm. It didn't disappear the next day because yeah. a new a new horror show happened. But yeah, I mean, I like that they're they're pushing the idea that this stuff's transgressive yeah. and that this stuff's adult and this you and you can't be no under seventeen. Rating. You can't be under seventeen, which is you want to sneak. I remember wanting to sneak into things that were PG thirteen. Actually, I don't think we had PG thirteen. I remember getting turned away from movies. That didn't seem like... I mean, Sarah got, told me about times where she was not allowed in PG movies yeah. because she wasn't with a parent in wow. Florida. Uh, me, and a few, me and friends were dropped off at King's Plaza to see Capricorn 1, and they didn't let us in. Wow. I saw Capricorn 1 with my dad. I ended up seeing it yeah. uh, a different time. I think what happened was a parent took us up there and said, I'm allowing them to go in because it wasn't that kind of movie. Not at all. Um, so... Some people were really more uptight about it. But yeah, I saw this at a midnight showing. So Maniac was a very important, terrible film. Um, I, I don't like the film, but it was an in, intense experience. I really felt like I was being assaulted. It was like a challenge. And I think the next midnight show that I got myself to go see was Dawn of the Dead, which was like... I, I actually yeah. said it was like paying to get into a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, as as almost chummy as we are with Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead and, and some of these older movies, I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just... How much of it was shot in bright light upset me. And I think the mall, without any of the... Uh, any meaning behind it, intended or unintended, it was a very familiar 
place. I mean, other than what? Uh, there's a scene in um, Blue Sunshine where there's some oh, where store. They, yeah, they're running through but, a store. It's, but it's this isn't intense. a haunt. This isn't gothic. This isn't a late night uh, chased in the woods alleys. It was just the whole movie felt the the scene where they're getting the trucks blocking. Uh, well, block, everything was tense. The soundtrack well, was a good part of well, it too. You think of the it fact, was so bloody and so scary to me. The the movie isn't hopeful. No, they're not escaping to anything good. Exactly. They don't know what to do. You know they're not going to win. Yeah. The whole thing is they might live, but you know they're not going to solve the problem. Night of the Living Dead actually owns ends on a bummer, but you're still, as a, especially as a kid, you're still like, well, this is disgusting, and I can't believe that they shot that guy. But life will go on tomorrow, which is at least a hopeful thing. Even though it has a message, it still has the horrors. You know, a lot of people want horror to always be transgressive, and a lot of people argue that horror is actually very conservative, at least the way that it's done, because usually you, humanity writes things. The, the outsider, the intruder is ejected from society and we can go on and we can go eat, eat hamburgers and, you know, watch TV. And uh, <clears throat> Dawn of the Dead, those scenarios, I think, you know, people are fascinated by them because you can't, even if these characters win, the scene where they're playing handball and you're just like, well, this is good. You get a break and it's really nicely done because then you're, you're reminded again that there is no break. It's a great scene. Yeah. It's just a fantastic a, scene. What a terrific movie. It is. It's got some of his best editing. It's got some of his best direction. It's funny because I saw a movie recently that the, the woman, the female lead is in, and I didn't even realize it was her. And the movie is terrible. Um, it's also like 1980. It's a, it's a madman. It sucks. <laughs> right. I just saw it, man. It sucks. I just saw it too. And it's actually really terrible. And of course, it's a classic. It's a <laughs> slasher classic. It's a piece of shit. Hey. But uh, I mean, I love it. Is, it is remarkable, though, that the, the, the kid who's a dick in the movie doesn't pay for his dickishness. <laughs> it's pretty amazing to have somebody say, don't push that button. He pushes the button and walks away. Yeah. Everybody pays for him pushing the button. And he just shows up at the end, going, "What the? Hey, what's going on?" There's a lot of good. Uh, there's a lot of good chemistry between the, her and that guy. In the <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's and he's great. I like the fact that if you kill your family and sit in a house for enough years, you turn into a yeti. <laughs> Why is he a yeti? That's not mad. He's a mad fucking. I don't. Know. It's almost like a, a um a Bigfoot movie. He's a big hairy, grunting monster man. Madman, terrible. Didn't have cable. It's a terrible fucking movie. I'm gonna but stop. You have to come. You have to try to remember some movies you saw in, in the, the theater? theater. This is driving me nuts. This is, well, you know what's driving me nuts is I can't understand because I know it can't be Poltergeist, but I'm not remembering a horror film I saw in the theater beforehand. A ghost movie. A. I, I know it must have been. Think of I, directors and think you didn't. I know we talked about Halloween. Neither of us saw yeah. that in the theaters. Um, so. You got you think so. Here's a here's a couple more that I remember being scared, and, I've, and it's funny because almost all of these are old. They're all old. Well, they're either kid or they're tw in my twenties. Is probably the last ones that scared me. I remember seeing um, The Shining, okay, in the theater. Uh, I believe it was the day Jack Kirby died. Uh, no, it wouldn't have been. Somebody had died. A celebrity. Me and Rob Beck walked to the, to the Lane Theater, go to see The Shining. That felt like being in a 
in a nightmare the entire time. I, I just found that movie. It's funny also, another another movie with a very strong, jarring soundtrack or just, you know, a lot, a lot of these movies have very creepy music or music. Well, that, isn't it, isn't it an exception to have movies with <clears throat> horror movies back then with little to minimalistic soundtracks? I can't think of I mean, it. Well, the Exorcist, what, I guess, isn't the Exorcist have? Sure. Uh, that was, a, yeah. Tubular Bells was, a, that was a huge, right. Because I mean, it wasn't the that, violins and, and, you know, um, Gothic choruses and scary, you know, hammer music, striking, striking orchestral stings and whatnot, or the universal, crazy brass you know that, that famous creature from the black lagoon which got used in a ton of movies the exorcism movie i definitely wasn't going to go see and i only saw it a few years ago sarah and i watched it on cable mm. and i i would have been terrified oh i yeah. know i would have been terrified yeah. uh back then also certain religious things a movie that's steeped in religion would have freaked me out because the whole god devil man well, there's, death there's life, also a very realistic documentary yeah. You know, doc. Uh, you know, it, it feels a little too possible that movie. There's, there's nobody chasing anybody with a knife. There's no monster that you get. You know what I mean? She's not really yeah. a monster. I mean, it's just wrong. It, I, if I had seen that cold, I would have left the theater. Oh. I would have left the theater. Alien, I found really scary, and I saw Alien in. We were watching it while eating, my family. Okay, that's the first time I saw most of it. Oh, okay, Linguini, because that yeah, would have been gross. Then, no, we're eating something, and I do remember that when the chest burster comes out, my mother goes, "It's a penis with teeth." <laughs> she goes, "Howard, it's a penis with teeth," and I laughed my ass off. But at the same time, I was when when you have bright lights on, a family, and you're eating food, and the movie's on Wometco, and you're still scared. That's a scary movie. Yeah, it is. I found that I found parts of Aliens, maybe not so scary, but the the, the tension. Um, but The Shining really fucked us up. Okay, here's... I, I just thought of one. In Empire Strikes Back... You have to do it with the... You have to say The Empire Strikes Back. In The Empire Strikes... In Empire Strikes Back, the yeah. scene where he goes and cuts off Darth Vader's head... And it splits open? And it splits open yeah. and it's his scared the living really? shit out of me. Yeah. That scared the hell out of me. Interesting. Yeah. That really scared me. There were things that freaked me out in Star Wars, but I think mostly that was seeing it, in a, it uh, at a theater that had an amazing sound system. And so the being, rumbling? The... Yes. I actually remember being scared when I saw Empire uh, because just when the probes were firing off, it was assaultive. Mm. I was all nervous and keyed up. And when they start... Star Wars was almost like seeing a horror movie in a way because it was like a living dream. Do you know what I mean? It was like I see seeing mean. a movie... That just opened. It was like seeing King Kong for the first time with the Wizard of Oz. It was just, but yeah, I went to see. I went. I would love going to see movies in, in uh, the big theaters and Dolby Sound or whatever you know. And, the, and so there was stuff that I can remember being scared when the the Wampa hit some. You know, just I was just everything was just amplified and well, crazy. I think the, the audience was also keyed up. But I think that scene telegraphs that you're going to be shocked at something. Sure. So. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't want to be surprised. I'm yeah. watching Star Wars. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be scared, yeah, or I'm you. not supposed to. It's not supposed to sure. be weird. Well, that's a that's a whole other. That's like the Willy Wonka, or the uh, or, or um, Fiddler on the Roof. That that's a whole weird thing with movies that have scary scenes in them that um, aren't horror movies. Evil Dead One was a scary. The first Evil Dead. I saw that for my birthday uh, at, at a late show showing. I didn't see that years in, until years after I'd seen uh, it's Evil so, Dead 2. 
it's so hyper and so cartoonish, but at the same time, it was, a, it was again, a, a waking nightmare movie. Yeah. The Shining was like that for me, except it was a slow burn. It just scared the entire time. Rob and I went to see The Changeling. What I year did The Changeling come Changeling's out? Changeling's early. I'm, I want to say 80. Let me look it up. That's a movie that we went to see expecting a ghost story, not expecting to be scared. I think it's PG, but I don't remember. And I really, I have not seen it since, except the scenes, and I loved it. I remember being, but I remember being very scared by it. There's a bunch of things in there that I've seen kind of in other movies. You know, the ghost throws a ball somewhere, doors slamming. But I thought it was really well made and serious, and... It was, it was actually rated R. It was. And it's, it, it is 1980, yeah. Jeez, nobody stopped you from seeing a movie. <laughs> there was almost nobody in the theater for The Shining, too. See, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street was was a, was a, was scary for most of its run. I went to see that with Tim when it came out. My friend Tim from NYU, and we were both alternately thrilled and terrified because it was it had a really great first impression. It's a movie we've talked. I don't like it now, really. I don't right. think it really works that great. But I th- I think it's a really great first date with that first date with that movie. I, the character doesn't do much for me now. I look at it now, everything looks cheap. I mean, that's that's going to happen. And I don't mind that. It's not that so much as the movie's got a lot of... On a rewatch for me, the movie's got a lot of dead spots. And a lot of spots that stuff that was scary the first time not only isn't scary now, it's boring. It, I don't mind being not scared on a movie later, but when he's walking around in the pipes and everything, it just seems to go on forever. Yeah, I feel I feel it doesn't have a rewatchability that a lot of other things. But I love scenes from it and I oh. and I, I the him walking down the hallway, which mm. a lot of people seem to think is a terrible scene because it looks kind of cheating, but I love the idea. I wouldn't want to see that. I love the idea and I love the way that it was shot like, you know, Murnau or something like that that it was done mostly in shadow. Probably to hide the effect. But the shadowing looks amazing. It's yeah. just it's very Baba Duke. I haven't seen the Baba Duke, but it kind of reminds me of what I'm seeing yeah. people draw from that. But that was terrifying. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre saw that in college. That was a fucked up experience for a couple of reasons. One, um, I was by myself. I was. It was a big audience. It was a big amphitheater. It was William K. Everson. I think it's the last movie he showed in the horror class. I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it got in any of the episodes. I think it was in the So we had seen movies like Son of Dracula, which was an interesting because he really picked apart why he thought it works. It's, I think it's a pretty good movie, Lon Chaney Jr. aside. Um, and we, so we'd watched the whole, you know, uh, uh, I think Curse of the Demon he might have showed, which I'd already seen and I loved that movie. Uh, so he had shown a lot of older films. Um, and then... He said, I wanted to show something that's a little more modern that I think is an important film for a lot of reasons and that people don't really assess much because they just see it as blood and guts, which it isn't. And he shows Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was a movie I definitely stayed the hell away from. It's kind of like I'm staying away from this band because they, they've got creepy fans and creepy imagery and, you know, I don't want to hear they're, they're smoking drugs. I stay <laughs> As a kid, little kid, I'm like, I stay away from this, from Black Sabbath, I stay away and seeing that was really weird because it was just in this benign setting and it was kind of like getting jumped. I, I didn't expect to have, have a truly scary movie. We had not watched anything modern, jolting, upsetting. So I found that I had no idea what to expect because I had I knew nothing about Texas Chainsaw other than the stills and that it's supposed to be really gross. And it wasn't really gross. It's a lot of it. It's really interesting that like uh, Halloween, Phantasm, and... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a couple of others have 
less, a lot less blood. A lot less gore, a lot less... There aren't scenes of... of Oozing, yeah. exploding. No. I mean, the stuff that's I think of in Phantasm is like a severed finger, but it's yellow. Right, and, and in Texas, Chainsaw, it's the decor is just, disgusting. Right, it's... It's mood, it's atmosphere, right. it's, it's bones, just, it's, it's depression, whistle, right, it's and the, the ugliness of the family, and yeah. the fact that it all looks like it's really happening to mm. some people, like, there probably is a house like this, and it's interesting how you start, you know, I like, remember, uh, thinking that I remember the ad for Zombie as having the headshot, the poster shot, and it doesn't, I always thought there was more gore in some of these films, uh, or you, people tell you about mm. it, and it's like a game of telephone, it gets worse and worse and worse, so, uh, that really the scene where the guy gets bonked over the head and pulled into the uh, back room just fucked up the audience jumps and i just from there on in i was really tense and i found a lot of things scary in it even though it doesn't have a ton of jump scares hmm. it was that for me like nightmarish for a good stretch <laughs> and the ending we're all sitting there nobody knew what the hell to talk about because the the, the non-clean ending you know, you just like let the face run away. I mean. See, what you know what I'm just realizing is a lot of the movies I didn't see in the theater because my mom, once VCRs became a thing, yeah. you know, in the early 80s and we finally got one, she would rent horror movies all weekend long and I would pick the ones I'd want to see that she'd seen. So that's how I saw things like Maniac and that. I saw them, they were no, there. That's, now, like this amazes me when, I mean, now... You go to a convention and there's dad, mom, and the kid, and they're all dressed up as Walking Dead zombies, yeah. or they're you know they're all dressed up as the Incredibles, and it's like a shared experience that none of my friends had like that. Nobody, none of us could talk to our parents about our interests. It just they wouldn't understand it. Once in a while, somebody's dad like remembered DC Comics or was into okay, the Twilight sure. Zone, but there was no love there, and there was no affinity, and you couldn't just go. I can't imagine that watching being a kid watching Maniac with my mother. My mother in 1981, 1982. My father would go out and rent. He would have a list because they would get a catalog, and my mother would just say, and she would get eight or ten movies a weekend. Oh my god! And I mean, she's. I wish I knew you then, man, because she's seen more shot on video horror films than I have. (laughs) What was she watching? Like like the Video Dead or something? Everything. Why did you ever talk to her about this? Oh, like, sure. Why is she into horror? I mean, how did she get into the horror? Movies? She just always found them interesting. She she was used she to read, watching them back in the day. She would watch them. She read the book. She she loved horror novels. Wow. She read The Cellar by Richard Lehman before I did. Oh my fucking and god! And she and I have a really ho- <laughs> here, kid. Read this. Oh, no, thanks. No, my mother describes to me in Richard Lehman's. No, book, this should this, stay in. In Richard Lehman's book, hold the on. I gotta Cella, give my I gotta give my kid the woods of dark. Hold on. <laughs> 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 she'll hide knives in her yeah razor blades on page so the thing is in the cellar there's a monster uh, 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 monster creatures that have mouths on their penises alright I'm a young boy and my mother's reading this and she goes Paul I'm reading this crazy novel these things have mouths on their dicks and I'm like that's crazy and it disturbed me I read the book as an adult. I made no connection. I got to the point where they described the monsters and I threw the book and screamed. It's kind of like walking under your parents doing, you know, it, it, you don't want to know that. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was bizarre when my mother yelled out that 
It's a penis with a mouth when we're watching Alien. As if we're not grossed out enough and freaked out. We're, we're trying to eat here. The penis is more yeah. disgusting than the monster, okay? I saw the picture of the monster. I knew what the monster was going to look like. I didn't know it was coming out of his stomach, though. I knew about the chest burster scene, but I wasn't quite sure when or what. And then I started getting, and I'm like, oh. Why are we watching TV while we're eating? Wasn't that we on the Science Fiction Awards? Remember there was like the Science Fiction Awards? I used to watch the Science Fiction Awards. I and I think, I think they That's showed that scene. I saw Shatner do. Of course, I did too. Do Rocket, uh, Rocket Man, Man, and I was embarrassed for the world. I was, I, I chew Rocket Man. She packed my bags last night, pre flight, zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. there been anything that scared you like recently or over the last because i'm an easy scare if you want to scare me tell me it's based on a real story like another son of sam and even though what <laughs> even though it's not real if i was reading a stupid book about people seeing ufos and men in black coming it would scare the shit out of me while i was reading it if i was watching a documentary on it and yeah. it was late and i was alone I would get scared. I used to. Uh, when I watched In Search Of about UFOs yeah. or any of that stuff, still living in Brooklyn, she opened the door on me when I was watching an episode. Of, I think it was about Flight 19 or something. Well, I was, I was really nervous. So you were engrossed watching And this. she opens up the door and I scream out loud. Oof. Now, if you ask Sarah and Alice, if you ask my family, I scream a lot. I, I, I shriek. Bug jumps out at me or <laughs> I see something that, you know, out of the corner of my eye. I, w I was having a bad dream. The, uh, uh, I was asleep. I woke up. There's a bookshelf. I thought it was a person, and I just screamed. And everybody's like, what the... F I, d I, will, I will... I don't scream in movies, but yeah, I, I, I am still scared. When we got Netflix and I started watching a lot of stuff, I could sit there and be scared. But I didn't find those movies very scary. It was more me. But not a... I, I can... Insidious. No, none of that uh, stuff. But the thing is, it's me. just because shit's jumping out at you all the time. But I can't even think of a, a horror film that I like that I find Right, right. Horror films that I found terrifying as a kid, obviously on rewatching and getting older. You know, Legend of Hell House, which I rewatched last week for the millionth time, doesn't scare me. I find it I, funny to watch that and go, this thing had me scared from the yeah. beginning to the end. Right. Just the, the, the 10.40 p.m. Saturday would freak me out. There's, the only thing that bothers me... And there's a me box in there, fucking is, house. Is when the poltergeist first attacks them while they're eating. Yeah. And they start throwing shit at the the lead scientist guy. Yeah. And he Clive gets all Revel, fucked I up. Think. What yeah. an interesting cast. I'll tell you. Yeah, but it's a... But... Watch the movie Restored because it turns out it doesn't look as cheap TV movie-ish if really? you see it nice. There's actually some really interesting lighting choices. That's there. funny because I remember seeing it again semi-recently and going I remember this movie looking much more lush from as a kid but again I saw it when I was like 13 or whatever mm. I know that I've made this much scarier right, yeah. I remember there being I felt like while I was watching it there was a lot of stuff in it that was not scary at all that I thought a lot of those uh, fish eye lens things of Roddy McDowell and everybody going <laughs> I can't stand that stuff in the yeah. 70s where they're doing all that LSD trip yeah, photography on everything that. I could see that it gets really uh, like <laughs> the only thing that makes me think of the guy in uh, the sheriff in um, when he's attacking the girl in whatchamacallit X uh, 
I always screw up the name of this movie. The the stop motion one with the Oh the I always call it Exodus and then I call it yeah. the Exorcist and then yeah. I call it See, we can't remember the name of it. I've yeah. seen it like three or four times. I own the DVD, the criterion yeah. of it. It's like uh, Oh, this is driving me crazy. Exit no, Exodus is the Leon Uris book. Uh, it, Exodore? It's, it's about my people running around and doing things. This drives me nuts. Every time I think of this movie, I cannot get the name of it, even though I am aware of this film. We saw it in... Uh, we saw it in Exhumed, which was hilarious, because when the sheriff starts doing his fisheye lens, meow, meow, face, I think that's what it's actually called in film studies. Uh, wow, <laughs> wow, face. Oh, you know, I'll probably find the trailer later, and hopefully they'll see Just the put Frank out. Bonner horror movie, or... Dave Allen. Yeah, I can, I can tell you one star, and I can tell you that uh, I think Dave Allen may have worked. No, was it Danforth or Allen worked on the... Uh, Frank who? Frank Bonner. B-O-N-N-E-R, the W-K-R-P guy, isn't it? Don't edit this whole... I'll just let this whole episode fly, and then we'll end it. Uh, we'll, what, the podcast? We'll, we'll, I'll tell people we were killed. We'll tell them there's a mystery. We were actually... We were, Andy, Andy, Andy Sidaris came to the house and killed us. What's the movie? I'm not finding it. Excalibur. Exostens. Uh, extro. This is, this is driving me nuts how my brain works or does not work. Look it's up a- Criterion. Frank Bond. Criterion. Monster. Stop motion. Look up Exhumed. Evan and Paul. <laughs> Look up Batman. Robin. Superman. I am not looking this up very well. Oh, I come on, come on. I wanted, I, this is driving me nuts. X. X Machina. Ooh. Where'd, that, where'd you pull that out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is driving me nuts. It's Exi- okay. We'll Exis, Exodus. Exodus. You know, I think this, we've got the beginning of a horror movie here. There's a movie that you remember seeing. Yeah, it's called Old Age. I don't want... Yeah, well, I can, no, I've had this problem with, for some reason with this movie. Crimson Equinox. Equinox, motherfucker. <laughs> right, because another one is I used to say Equus. There, there were a lot of movies that were, were on 9 o'clock at night when we were growing up. And, you know, a lot of things scared me back then. If they were a horror movie when I was a kid watching them, yeah. I, it would scare me. But I guess I really didn't go to a lot of horror movies in the theater. But, I, you know, I really didn't either. I mean, until I was about 15. That's when I started going to horror well, movies yeah, with I, Rob Beck. To me, I was... And that, and that crew, yeah. Yeah, I think I was about 16 or 17 when I finally started going to see a lot of horror films. That We'd, we'd see all the, the franchise stuff that we'd want to. So it was Friday the 13th, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. We saw... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street's a little later, right? Isn't it like 82, 84? Oh, no, this is later, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. see, the thing is, you're two years younger than me. Right. And if you think about the times, when I was about 15... There was new horror movies, new 13. There were new horror movies every playing week. every week. We had multiple theaters out here that you could get to. Uh, the, the movie would be gone the next week, and they would put in another one. So I started seeing everything I could because, one, I was at that age. We were teenagers. We had some disposable money. Uh, we could walk there. We didn't need a car. And horror movies were a big thing. I mean, culturally... Friday, all these, that's why so many were coming out, because they were selling tickets. They, they, Fangoria they were, was out, well, and all this other stuff. If you were 
on a date, you would bring your date. If you were with the guys, you would go right. to a horror. And film. that's there was a ton of horror movies be coming out, and when, and we saw we'd see other things too. I remember seeing comedies. I would see John Landis films. I would Action see Excalibur. Films. I would Dude, see action yes. films. Ugh. I would see exploitation movies. Um, but I went to movies almost every week, and I would sometimes go Friday, sometimes go Saturday, and then we would try to sneak into the next, the other theater if it was a combination theater. At the Ray, we'd go in, you'd walk in, you'd go to the candy counter when it's busy, and then you sort of walk backwards into the bathroom, and you put your feet up on the can, and you walk in. And the other ones, it was pretty easy to get in, the Fox and all those. You just, you weren't really policed. But we would go every week, and I, I remember seeing, we didn't see a lot of slashers. I didn't go, I, I liked monster movies and, and ghosts. I mean, a ghost story, I think that's later, but I saw that 15, well, what's the minutes. last movie that scared you? Scenes from Insidious. But I thought they would. I was annoyed at them at the same time. You know what I mean? I was sitting there going, you know, they're just throwing, they're just having shit run off to the sides and whipping the camera around. And I let's put it this way: I wasn't scared when I was supposed to be scared, like the last forty-five minutes. Yeah. Um, I hope you like the fact that we were a little uh, looser with the editing with this. Are we uh, done here? Or you're just getting this in so you can edit it later? Right. Okay. So I just want. <laughs> Who are you talking to? You're talking to Frank. So I just wanted to say I hope you like the fact that this was a little less edited than most of the uh, episodes have been. I hope you had fun. I hope you have a good Halloween. Hey, Evan. Yeah, Paul. Happy Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. This is our Halloween gift to you, our 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 listeners. Um, oh, who we've been getting more listeners. Yes. Um, let's do that thing. We don't do that either. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. Uh. Paul's been informing me of uh, we've, we have gone up in listenership, not down, which is great yes. because usually people drop a thing. Yeah. Um, you know what the problem is? My life in comments. I'm used to, you know, the first thing, gets, you can't bag and board a, a, a uh, you know, nobody is uh, taking a podcast and sl- slabbing it and trying to sell it for a hundred. Somebody bought, holy shit, somebody bought a, whatever. Anyway, ridiculous, slabbing, holy shit. Uh, but um, yeah, we we're not losing uh, people. We're actually gaining people. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, because we had very small, we had uh, we had very small uh, um, expectations, or you know, and they you know it's just really nice. You it's you guys are like sitting at the booths in the other diners, saying Evan, shut up and let Paul talk. I'm working on it. I, I thought you were gonna remember more. Honestly. I remembered a lot of stuff. You won't. Hey, I'm editing this. I can you remember right. a lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. forget this. Forget... I, that's fine. If you want to follow along with the movies that Evan and Paul talk about, there's a link to a YouTube playlist in the show notes. Find the podcast online at teartheapartpodcast.home.blog. Listen on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music. Follow on Twitter at Tear Them Podcast. Happy Halloween, Stevie. Happy Halloween, Paul. I've already forgotten the name of that movie. Equinox. Oh, t- <laughs> I do that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>